Welcome to Sustainability as a Mindset, a 74 podcast series exploring new directions to perceive our world through a sustainability mindset within a multidisciplinary framework. My name is Sinem Çelik and I will be talking to leading names from various disciplines to imagine how we think, act and work together for a sustainable future ahead. Hello, welcome to Sustainability as a Mindset in Istanbul 74 podcast series. Today I'll be hosting Douglas McMaster, the chef and owner of the Zero Waste restaurant Silo London. Douglas is a challenger creative with a desire to reminding the food industry of respect. Respect for the environment, respect for the way our food is generated and nourishing ourselves. So Douglas, thanks a lot for joining my podcast. I really admire your vision and determination on creating a zero-waste restaurant, which is such a challenge considering the current system of food industry. So welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Sinem. That's uh, very kind of you to say. So um, Silo has a core idea of not having a bin, which is such a challenge. From that point, you built the whole um, business and take it up to being the world's, I think it's the first zero waste restaurant in such a way. So which means the kitchen will either reuse or recycle everything. So can you tell us about this whole journey of Silo and yourself as a committed chef? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so I was um, uh, born in the north of England, um, and um, it's not really a kind of gastronomic um, place of the world. Um, food was was never considered um, a, an art form or a, you know a hedonistic um, uh, thing. Um, it was just fuel. You know, food was fuel. Like you'd fuel your car. Um, so yeah it wasn't really a gastronomic um childhood um but and i didn't do very well in school um so um yeah kind of dropped out of school and yeah there was just like one place that was looking um for for, for work and that was a um a restaurant they were looking for a, somebody to wash the dishes so i dropped out of school and became a, a dishwasher and um and yeah, so I fell into a kitchen from school, um, you know, no passion for food. And then something about the kitchen environment, which was, you know, quite attractive. And um, yeah, just became a chef very quickly after washing dishes. And it wasn't a very good kitchen. It was like fro- <laughs> frozen, frozen food put into a microwave. Um, yeah, really not good. But I loved, loved the kitchen. Um, but something unusual happened and that was that I had a real, um, we have the expression, a chip on your shoulder, you know, like a chip. Um, and that means like you're, you've got a point to prove, you know, you, you, for whatever reason, you're sort of resentful uh, for, for whatever reason. And I was resentful um, because, you know, my schooling education was just not very accommodating you know i'm not a stupid person but i was made to feel stupid um and i I was resentful um for that so i had a chip on my shoulder um and so when i was in a kitchen 
I became very determined, very ambitious. You know, I wanted to be the best chef. Um, and so, yeah, sent my, um, you know, my CV, my curriculum vitae to the best restaurants in, 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 in the UK. Um, and only one of them got back to me, which was a very, very good two Michelin star restaurant. So I went there and I did crazy, crazy hours, crazy, crazy hours. And the kitchens were, were violent and aggressive. And we used to work insane, insane hours. It was inhuman. Wow. And whilst I was learning to cook really well, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I hated the way people were bullying each other. I hated the just negativity and the violence. Um, I hated the food. Well, I liked the food and I hated the food. It, to me, it was amazing to do creative things with food. But then there was just, you know, all of this waste. And like, I don't know, it, there was no respect for the, the products and the farmers. And it just was wrong. And so that really sort of um, like became a motivation for me, you know, is to, to change kitchens. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I continued working in some of the world's best restaurants. Um, and I ended up in, um, in Sydney um, in 2011, um, working for one of the world's best restaurants. And again, I hated it. I absolutely, I still hated working in kitchens, you know. I loved, <laughs> I loved it, but I hated it at the same time. And um, I, met, um, I met an artist who at that time was doing a project called The Greenhouse. And that was a building made out of waste materials. Uh, and he was called Joost Bakker, a Dutch-born um, genius uh, artist. And um, yeah, he, he had a building made from waste materials. And he said to me, you as a chef, Doug, could you run a restaurant that doesn't have a bin? And that was like a really, you know, profound kind of artistic thing to say, which was, um, you know, as a chef uh, nine years ago, I'd never heard anything like it. You know, yeah. that was such a, an abstract idea. Yeah, and it is. So that's yeah. So that's sort of how the journey journey started. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow! Really, really um, amazing. I didn't know that you how you started and then take it up up here. It's really an amazing yeah. story, and I really love the way you define waste. Uh, you say it as a failure of imagination. So I yeah. really like that. Can you yeah. tell us more about how you um, because? yeah it's your starting point was the those feelings when you experience in the kitchen when you see all those waste so and now you define it as a failure of imagination mm. uh, what was your motivation around waste because that is the starting point can you tell us more about it sure yeah um well i mean so when I was working with this artist, uh, Joost Bakker, um, um, he and I would have these very long, very deep, very philosophical conversations about sustainability and, and waste. And it was quite interesting because we were approaching the subject in a way which no one had approached it you know, before. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I don't know, we, we basically had this basic, very basic idea that if we have a, a restaurant or a cafe or whatever, the idea was we could get all of the produce that we need from a farmer. We could make sure we cook everything, um, you know, as much as possible. We maximize our resources. But then finally, what we don't eat, what we don't maximize, we compost. And then that compost goes back to the farmer. So we create this circular closed loop. Mm -hmm. that was it the simple simple you know the best ideas are simple right and yeah. that was one of the best ideas still is the idea still is how silo works today oh, it's much more complicated than that but um in it's the you know the greater majority of what what comes through this door you know at silo is 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 um is is from the farm you know it's from the mm -hmm. farm and mm -hmm. whatever leaves is going back to the farmer's compost. So, so yeah, so that was the idea that, it, um, that we started with. And um, when we started uh, the, the, the concepts, the pop, we did a pop-up uh, called Silo, and this is in Melbourne in 2012. So it actually started in Melbourne. And um, when, you know, uh, I was in the kitchen, I would be um, milling flour uh, and churning butter because we had to churn butter and we had to mill flour to avoid mm -hmm. packaging. You know, we were dealing with a farmer only. So I had mm. to, to process everything from, from nature, from its wholest form. And um, I remember being there and, and making shortbread. You know, it's a very popular British biscuit, shortbread, mm -hmm. just butter, mm -hmm. sugar and flour. Um, and I've had shortbread thousands of times in my life, you know, in England, it's everywhere. And um, I've made it. Um, I worked at a restaurant called St. John. And at St. John, I used to make shortbread every day. So I knew the process very, very well. But this time, when I was making it in Melbourne, when I was milling my own flour and churning my own butter, it was very different. You know, the, the butter, when you make butter, you realize, you know, well, you realize how to make it and you realize that it's made from cream and you realize that there's all of this buttermilk squirting everywhere <laughs> and you, you mill the flour and, you know, whole wheat is not what we recognize as flour. Whole wheat is, you know, we just know white flour, but whole wheat was like a different thing altogether. It was really dark brown and heavy, not very light. Anyway, so I was baking all these products, including the shortbread. And I remember eating the shortbread and just being like, wow, like, oh my word, this is, this is incredible. Like this shortbread is so much more delicious than any other shortbread I've ever even tasted. You know, this is incredible. And I was thinking to myself, this is so exciting. As a chef, as a hedonist, somebody who seeks out the greatest, you know, flavors, this is the greatest flavor, you know, and this is so special. So, um, so yeah, it was very, very, very exciting. And thought to myself, this is the most delicious shortbread I've ever cooked. You know, it's far superior uh, to anything that regarding, you know, a baked product. It's delicious, tastes like nuts and tastes like wheat and tastes like there's a bit of acidity and it was so fascinating. So then I started thinking, what was it process that was unique? What was it about you know, um, working with a farmer, making your own butter, you know, what was unique about that, 
you know, composting. Anyway, the, the, the thing that I realized was that this was a, a pre-industrial food system. So like what I realized was 200, 300 years ago, when we didn't have an industrial food system, we would churn our own butter, we would mill our own flour, we would compost food. That was the way, you know, the world worked, the food system worked hundreds of years ago. And it's only because of industrialism, we've stopped, um, we stopped processing food in, in that way. Um, and I realized, then I started thinking about, you know, industrialism. Why do we have industrialism? You know, is it just to feed, you know, 9 billion people, you know, probably, um, or is there more to it? And then I started studying this idea of in, in industrial food systems and realizing about that, you know, industrialism is why it exists. And that was when it dawned on me that waste exists because of industrialism. Furthermore, it's only humans that create waste and because we create industrial things, you know, no other species on earth um, has waste, you know, it's just, just humans, no other species on earth. Um, you could consider feces, you know, as waste, but that's just food, you know, it's this circular food system where, you know, um, if an animal um, goes to the toilet, uh, that feeds uh, the next like, loop of, of nature. And so I was having all of these thoughts about um, industrialism and thinking this is the problem. So have gone on to sort of describe silo as a pre-industrial food system. You know, it's, um, it is of course, um, we are of course in a world which is industrial. Um, but what I realized is that wherever industrialism grows or breeds, nature dies. So if you think about a city, what does a city do? It, it, it kills the nature that was once there, you know? Um, so industrialism is, is quite literally the nemesis to nature. Now, that's not to say that all things that are industrial are, are bad, because that's not true. Um, you know, industrialism, the, the, the means have created medicine, um, you know, we've gone to the moon, um, saved millions of lives because of those industrial um, processes. It's incredibly efficient, you know, the reason mm -hmm. we rely on it so heavily is because of its efficiency. You know, industrialism is relative to scale, you know, the word industrialism is a word to describe a particular scale, you know? It's not necessarily concrete and plastic and pollution, though it is, you know, to scale up human civilization to the way, you know, we live now of today, we create industrial scale, but through that, we have created materials such as, you know, plastic and, and rubber, and, and we create pollution and um, the system and the scale itself just kills the nature that feeds us and I realized that that's a terrible thing um, and silo is you know my best effort to create a pre-industrial food system because a pre-industrial food system is a waste-free food system. Wow yeah it is 
Actually, what I was thinking while listening to you is that this could be one of the best definitions for what sustainability is. And um, it's um, not only you created a restaurant, but I more think that it's like a new a way of business system or new way of thinking, which Absolutely. could be an amazing um, inspiration for different uh, industries and different platforms as well. So yeah, pre-industrial yeah. food system is really um, something that we need to start thinking and maybe scaling up because it's uh, all about humans that is being created. Um, so yeah. also what I am so much impressed is the, the interior of the restaurant. So it's not only the food and the way of working, the zero waste mindset is um, not only uh, limited with the foods, but you have, um, as far as I know, all the furniture and the fittings and everything is with the same mindset. Mm -hmm. it, it's created sustainably or uh, out of yeah. the waste. So can you tell us more? Because it is also very interesting um, to know more about. Absolutely. So I think of it in two sides. Um, so one is what we've sort of talked about already is preventing the waste from coming into this restaurant. So by working with farmers, by making our own products, you know, we avoid unnecessary packaging, you know, plastic doesn't come into silo because we, have, we prevent it. We don't need it. Um, we find systems where it just does not come in. So this is the side of the business, which is, I guess, the most important because we, you know, um, yeah, we just don't need waste. Um, and then the other side of the business is kind of like looking at all the things that we need in the restaurant. So we need furniture, we need, you know, countertops, we need tabletops, we need uh, something on the floor, on the ceiling. We need all of these materials to, to have a restaurant. Now, do we... Do we um, fit that restaurant with natural, sustainable materials, or do we um, fit the restaurant with uh, industrial waste materials, as in really innovative materials that have been processed from waste that would have otherwise gone to landfill? Because what's interesting about that is that waste exists, no matter how good we are at zero waste that is going to exist, that is going to go to landfill, that's going to pollute nature, that's going to kill biodiversities and, and, and natural habitats. So instead of ignoring that, we choose to embrace that. And again, waste is a failure of the imagination. If that waste exists in our world, it means that we haven't been creative enough and determined enough mm -hmm. to find a solution to that waste. So that is where we apply our kind of greatest amount of creativity and turn that material into things that we need. Um, we have some examples. Uh, bar top, the bar top in silo is made out of medical food packaging. So food plastic packaging from the medical food industry. Um, uh, knife handles in our chef's knives are made from shotgun shells like a shotgun from shooting oh, really? birds or whatever the plastic <laughs> shotgun shells we've got um another knife the the handle is made from 
plumbing pipes. Um, the, the tabletops are made from, again, food packaging from the food industry. Um, our, our plates are made from plastic bags. Um, we have our lights, uh, light fittings are made from crushed, uh, upcycled wine bottles. Um, oh, wow. Everything in the dining room is made out of waste materials that isn't our waste. It's just the waste from the world that we're essentially uh, salvaging and turning mm -hmm. into something that we need. Mm -hmm. So that's the other side of silo. You know, one side we prevent waste. The other side is we absorb waste from, mm -hmm. from elsewhere in the world. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, that's the idea. And then um, the design brief was that our restaurant had to be the most um, comfortable, luxurious restaurant in London. Um, I mean, that's probably not true, but um, that was my kind of joke. I said to the designer, I want this restaurant to be the most um, luxurious restaurant in London because the idea for me is if we can make this idea attractive if we can make it desirable and comfortable and you know luxurious then mm -hmm. that is the game changer that is going to change the world because people will see a new perspective they will look at waste um not as a problem but as a resource you know this is not a problem this is a thing that we can use to make mm -hmm. the things that we need mm -hmm. so so yeah that was the design brief and that is how we've designed silo yeah wow um very very amazing um because it's uh it's like a model which all the guests are not only uh, enjoy the food but also realize what can be uh, created from waste in a, in a beautiful way yeah. uh, i think you also have a book recently launched a book about all this um, journey and your ideas mindset mm -hmm. and it's called the zero waste blueprint um, yep. So you have some insights there on how industrial processing of food is destroying the planet and uh, your, your insights around that. So yes. can you tell us about this book? Sure. Um, so the book uh, marks the five-year um, journey through Silo in Brighton. So we were in Brighton for five years. We had a five-year lease on the building. Um, and the book was started at the beginning and finished at the end of, of that five years. So we're going to do another one for the next five years in London. Um, so yeah, you can get ready for another book. But um, the first <laughs> book um, was only released last year, so it's still very fresh. Um, and the idea is to reveal four different perspectives on this restaurant, on this idea. So when I talk about perspective, I, um, I talk about that moment where I was making shortbread um, and I realized that, that it was this industrialism, you know, that had created um, a product which was not as good as a pre-industrial product. So what that gave me was this perspective. I'm looking at the last 200 years, like a timeline in my head, that perspective revealed to me why waste existed. That product revealed to me why, you know, the ill health of the world existed. You know, if you look at the natural resources, 
in the last 200 years, you will see a massive decline. Okay, mm -hmm. so you know, you look at global warming 200 years ago versus today, you'll see a very different um, situation. If you look at the, um, the biodiversity, you know, mm -hmm. you look at animal habitats 200 years ago, you look at them then and you look at them now, and it's a very sad picture. Um, you look at the ill health of humans, you know, I'm talking about diabetes and all kinds of uh, human illness. You look at how they have um, been exaggerated in this last 200 years. You know, it's a difficult one with human health because obviously we've created medicine and medicine creates, you know, saves lives. Um, however, the, um, the obesity and the diabetes and the, the yeah, the depression is, is more significant with the industrialism of the world. Um, so the point of me, I'm, I'm explaining is that through making shortbread, <laughs> I had all of these thoughts and that is perspective. So I think a lot about perspective and like how we look at things, how we look at the food that is served to us, the food that we get every day. And it's like shifting the way somebody looks at those things that we see every single day because we can become um, uh, uh, stagnant uh, in our daily lives. And what I want to do, and with the silo book, is to reveal different perspectives. And so in the book, I separate into four different perspectives, part one, two, three, and four. And basically, one is a perspective that is, um, it is looking at um, why, the industry it's looking more so at the um cooking and food production it's like why is it that you know we we have um the the problems in the first place um and it's written through uh, uh just storytelling like lots of stories the second perspective is analyzing um an idea so and that is illustrated through drawings so i've drawn lots of different ideas of food systems so it's drawing what the current food system looks like you know in in like sim, sim, symbolic ways and then looking at what the food system could be and that is obviously silo you know it's this direct trade and composting it's a very circular whereas the industrial food system is very linear um, diagrams the third part of the book is recipes and it's looking through a lens of photography. Um, so it's looking at a living, breathing example of our food system in, in recipes, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the, the fourth perspective is uh, abstract art and philosophy. So it's kind of looking at all of the things that we've done so far and, and interpreting that through abstract art and 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 uh, philosophical text so what the book gives you is a very four different very different approaches to um uh, the ideas around zero waste and silo um so it's a very very unusual book it's very uh, provoking uh, very sort of um yeah it's a very interesting book so anyone that's mm -hmm. watching this i listening to this i i, I really, really recommend 
going online and, and picking up a, a copy because if you're interested in the things I'm saying, the book goes really deeply into all of these ideas. Um, but it's also quite um, an approachable book. It's, it's quite small. It's quite um, uh, easy to read. Uh, I worked on it for five years and made sure that it was um, digestible, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's definitely what I will do right after our <laughs> chat. I'm going to order one because it sounds so inspiring. Um, and yeah, in general, um, Douglas, it, what I, because I also choose this path to only work in this sustainability area, uh, in my mm. own, um, professional journey, I know that it's, yeah. uh, it really needs some, uh, courage and, um, some sacrifices as well. So, and considering the food industry, and you said about this shortbread, which it was like even more difficult to, um, to cook, uh, if you um, consider it from a point of pre-industrial um, food system. So these sacrifices and this um, determination should be very challenging for you. Um, so how, how do you keep uh, your determination and how, how do you, um, let's say, motivate yourself? How are the people's uh, reaction uh, into your uh, creation um, because I really would love to know considering also this uh, period of lockdowns and very difficult times that we all are experiencing and it still is now um, that you know yeah, in London yeah. it's not easy times so how do you maintain your um, determination active yeah this is a good question um i stay motivated by um the people that, that that run silo so i have an amazing team of people that have dedicated themselves to an idea that i had you know i find that very precious i had an idea once upon a time and now people are, are lining up to work for that idea and that to me is so precious and i want to work harder for them than they do for me because I'm, I'm, you know, proud that, that, you know, that they have committed themselves to my idea, just this thing that was in my head, you know, they've now committed their lives to. So that's, that keeps me motivated. And also like the pressure, you know, the pressure of being silo is, is huge. There's a lot of people that, um, unfortunately human, human behavior is not always, um, honorable and sometimes when people see something being successful they like to see it crash down and burn um, and I don't want that to happen I don't want them to I, I, I don't want silo to fail so my motivation will always be to keep it and um, it maintain its excellence every single day and that's really a lifetime's work um, I've got lots of creative projects around silo but silo is the the beating heart of the whole operation you know um mm-hmm. and that the health of that system is um is my priority in life um yeah so 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 that's what's keep what keeps me going mm-hmm. that that responsibility i think you have over there keeps you uh, yeah. motivated <laughs> And really, yeah, this is an amazing, um, amazing system that you set up there. And we, I think uh, anyone who is listening now would be, um, would love to visit um, 
hopefully soon yeah. when when we are able to yeah. travel to to london yeah and thanks but, um, for i can yeah. i can say one more thing to anyone that's Please. enjoyed um what we're talking about so we've just started a zero waste cooking school Mm. So we have, if you go onto Instagram, it's called uh, Zero Waste Cooking School. You'll see it straight away. Uh, it's got my drawings uh, on the different Instagram tiles and the videos about how to be zero waste at home. So it was a lockdown baby, you know, the idea mm. born in lockdown. So I could then spend my time um, focusing on how people at home um, could, be, could, could, be, could live zero waste. Um, it's more so a cooking channel, so um, yeah, lots of cooking, um, and um, but it's it's also on YouTube. But we haven't fully launched the YouTube channel, but um, you can go onto YouTube and just subscribe to Zero Waste Cooking School, and then yeah, follow us on Instagram for all of the zero waste um, cooking tips at home. Oh, great! Sounds great. Yeah, definitely, we will look into it. Thanks for sharing. Brilliant. Um, no thank worries. you very much, Douglas. So one, one last no few worries. words only about your personal, um, let's say, um, approach on sustainability, not only in your professional yeah. um, life, but maybe a few tips or um, some inspiring uh, ideas that you would love to share with the, with the people who are listening to um, us. Well, I want to save those tips for the Zero Waste Cooking School. Because uh, yeah. we, we, okay. we, we have videos coming about every single aspect of your personal okay. life, you know, Great. like even, you know, um, cleaning products and th things like that are all coming out on the, on the channel. Okay, we will follow them. Yeah, we will follow your channel Brilliant. and learn some tips over there. Thank you for joining, Brilliant. Douglas. It was a really a very Thanks. inspiring chat and I would love to see you soon, hopefully, in, in, in silo. Thank you so much for your time. Thank right, you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.